My guest today is Eric Ryder and Brittany Moss, here to talk about the very first production for Ophelia Theatre Group West, Almost Maine. My name is Zach Rich, and this is Ophelia Talks. Maybe my relationship will be different, but as soon as you're in the thing again, it's exactly the same as it was. Yeah. Uh, there's no escaping. So we just have been straight back in it. It's like Let's we were actually, gone for a year and we weren't. Uh, that's literally where I was going to start off at. First and foremost, congratulations on a healthy half a year of marriage. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys got married in November yeah. of last year. How has the move to the married life gone? It, it, it's really exactly the same, you know, <laughs> when me, because me and Eric dated for so, or uh, we're friends for so long before we dated, once we dated it was like, we're all in. And then we lived together for like three years beforehand, so really, I mean, it was great because we kind of took a break from the work this year and all we did was hang out with each other, which was awesome. But I, I don't know, I don't think it's any different. Do you think it's different? No, I think the, the major thing that was different was just that after being in the middle of theater company in New York City and lots of hours of day jobs. Being uh, The experience of being married was surrounded by the experience of, of being away from all of it and with each other. So actually, the main part of uh, like our first experience of marriage was just kind of a, in a way, a long honeymoon of getting to enjoy each other. And yeah. Binge like, watch a lot of television. Yeah. Cook Isn't meals that nice? at home. Yeah. Um, just go to the beach. Yeah. Uh, enjoy... Uh, each other's company, and I'm lucky that I enjoy Brittany's company so much that, yeah, it was just, it really was a treat to get to slow down for a second and be people rather than be artist mode people. You know, I'm, Sickening. I'm disgusted. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm sure you know. Work, work mode and person mode in the lives that we live here can be two really different things. Easily. And sometimes work mode just and we're really just... takes over such work mode people. I mean, right before we moved, I was graduating from college that I had gone back to school and closing a show and trying to move cross country after living in New York for nine years. Like it was was busy times. And then all of a sudden it was not busy at all, which was very strange. It's it's a weird moment when like you're just going, 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 and then it falls off completely and you've got to admit it to be like, oh right, I had a life outside of these four walls of rehearsal space yeah. that I've been mm-hmm. stuck in for... That was that was how I felt uh, last year after Some Night in Alice both ended off. And I was like, oh, yeah. so I have a summer to, to run around. That what was after Lissa Strada. Mm-hmm. Lissa Strada took over my life for three-ish months, yeah. and then suddenly mm-hmm. that show closed, and I was like, oh, I have a weekend again. Now, is that feeling... Is that empowering? Is that 
threatening? Is that like scary or is that good or is it's, it all a mix of both? For, you? for me, it's simultaneously nice and horrifying because on one hand, whenever you're in the thick of it, you're like, oh, I can't wait until I can sit in my bed and play a video game again. And on the other side, you just never know where you're going to get your next fix. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. after two weeks, you're just jonesing for it. Yeah, and you're and like, now you what gotta, if it never happens again? What if, yeah. what if it never happens again? What if it's never good again? <laughs> right. And that is, that's actually been, a lot of this time here has been really just getting to enjoy the work again because a true i mean we took a true year away from it and for context we weren't away from it once we started this in 2012 2013 right just for uh listener context yeah eric you're the former artistic director Brittany, you headed up education for us with our partnership in the club and you guys moved away almost a little over a year ago now may Uh, uh, at the end of may of last right Mm -hmm. back to california to start a new life together uh, and you guys came back for the new run of Alice which just ended its run at BAM and we'll be going to Edinburgh in like a month and a half now I think yeah I don't know what day August. It's August. yeah yeah uh, let's we'll talk a little bit about uh, OTG West for a little bit let's touch on Alice for a little bit how'd it go <laughs> Alice was, was a dream amazing <laughs> Sorry, please go ahead yeah um it was awesome and exhausting and awesome and exhausting. It yeah. was great. It was an accelerated uh, process, so it was just being in the rehearsal room like eight to ten hours every day and crazy workouts and madness. And so exactly what you were just describing, that feeling like, oh, I can't wait till I get a break, but then kind of the second year out of it, I'm like, oh, I kind of miss it already. How, um, what was the difference in the room going from the original Ophelia run to the BAM run? Just everything more accelerated more intense physically it was like all the same things but just on like hyper mode i felt like um a lot of the same exercise work or similar exercise work but just kind of bumped up one notch if that makes sense Um, which is crazy to me because i thought the first run was just (laughs) i didn't think it could get any harder than that but i do i do kind of thrive on it i've described this a lot to eric that it's it's so challenging, but I just kind of love it. Even though it's exhausting and hard and kind of beats me up a little bit, I just love it. So yeah, but I think it was it was very similar. We had different energies in the room, obviously. Eric was the artistic director when we did it the first time, but he was more directly involved in the room this time as the assistant director. And we had uh, Kristen Brooks Sandler. Um, as the sorry, I wanted to make sure, I got that make name sure you got that name correct. Um, doing movement and primarily was a dancer when I first started out um, and haven't really touched that skill in some time. And although this is certainly not a dance heavy show, it became a very movement heavy show, and I loved her movement. That was one of my favorite new additions to this run of Alice. Yeah, and I'd been so close to Alice in a different capacity for so long. You know, right. Billy and I's conversations were much more at the beginning of Alice about, you know, the script and dramaturgical work and just the, the conception of how we were going to execute the piece. But then once the show got into rehearsals as artistic director, it was more of a advisory role than a hands-on everyday role. So like the first time through Alice, it was very much, all right, we've like been talking a whole bunch about this thing now to step away and see how it goes. And so it's a process that I felt so close to for so long, but it was strange once we got into rehearsals to kind of take that step back from it out of the necessity of the role, the the team, the time. So this time to actually be able to be in the room for the entirety of the process, it was really inspiring to watch how the sausage is made basically you know to see 
uh, the, the day-to-day works. And Billy, as a director, is the best director with exercise work that I've known. And so Perfect. to see how she utilizes exercises and actually finds practical ways to put them into the blocking and to the execution of a scene. Kristen is so specific and smart with her movement and taking all of the things the ensemble brings and honing them into something really usable. So to watch, I mean, that incredible team of ladies, Jen, uh, kicking butt behind the table as a stage manager that's both like really like focused on the stage managing job but is also really artistically inclined so getting to like add input into the artistic process just that's Jen Wiener that's Jen Wiener correct that's a dream and baseline as we've kind of hit on a little bit here just to be in the room again we we were outside of not only did we move away from the work but we actually didn't do the work while we were gone we took a year break from the work and so it was a wonderful reminder of how much I love to be in the room. How much, you know, when you take a step away from the work like that, I at least think to myself, you know, I wonder what the thing is. Like, how much does it matter? Have I been spending my time doing this thing for so long that maybe I don't care about as much as I once did? And it, the work is, there's nothing better than being in a room of creative people doing the thing you love together with the people that you love together. I couldn't agree more. Congratulations on the Brooklyn run. I wish you guys the best of luck in Edinburgh as well. Thank you. Uh, Let's shift our focus out to what's happening next for you guys afterwards. Well, actually beforehand, because we're going to be doing Almost Maine as the inaugural show of OTG West. Let's talk a little bit... (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about how that came about. Because that was kind of part of your plan, maybe? There was a pipe dream, more or less, when you moved out to San Diego. How did they come to be? So the, the full context starts with Ophelia was formed by Sarah Bennett in 2003 in Lake Elsinore, California. Brittany and I both grew up in Lake Elsinore as well, and quite a few members of the ensemble all hail from Southern California. Ophelia Theater Group, Lake Elsinore, Castle Elsinore, Ophelia, it's kind of the, the through line there. When we were moving back to California, Sarah and I had lunch one day and really expressed that you know, what would we do differently if we were back in California? That's where this started. That's where we all decided that this was going to be our life. But if we were to have a chance to have a reset button and start over again, what would it look like? What would those things be? And from the beginning of that conversation came the pipe dream of the ability to be bi-coastal, which is also something that Sarah and I have long uh, dreamed of is the ability to, you know, we love New York and we love California. We have homes on both sides and now we want to figure out a way to have access to both. OTG West was a a nugget of an idea that we were going to hope to find. And through a large series of phone calls, emails, lucky and random happenstances, we found ourselves in a position to start now a a year after the, the seed was planted. We are executing this first show, Almost Maine, in the base area where we all first got together as high schoolers and did some shows together. Where are you performing the piece? So the Norris Performing Arts Center is a new performing arts space in Temecula, California, and they have a newly redesigned black box that we are renting to use. That's very nice. We did Almost Maine, what, two years ago now? Why did you decide to bring back that piece? as your first production. Almost main for me, is my favorite thing that I've taken part in. Because you got to be part of that cast. Yeah, I was was in the original cast as well. I think it's so indicative of the Philly Theater Group. It's 
got a lot of heart, but a little bit of melancholy as well. I don't know why I think that's um, that's the kind of uh, art that I gravitate towards is uh, hopeful melancholy is what I always say. But it's a script that is so it's so overdone. It's the most highly produced play and right. Yeah, the most produced play in the country and i just think there are so many variations of how that play can go it would be certainly different than probably by a high school or something but i just think we had a very particular lens on it the music that we chose to use for the show i think adds beautiful character to it eric directed that and i acted in it and i have been a long fan of eric as a director he's my favorite director even before we ever no bias or anything and so it was a really special experience and we utilized a lot of stuff from almost maine for our wedding we used the painting from Almost Maine. We made many versions of it for our favors, and the music from Almost Maine is what I walked down the aisle to. So it's something very personal to us as a couple, but I also think that it's a really nice way into the community that we're about to re-enter. Were there any challenges, Eric, in mounting this one that you didn't experience the first time around so far? Because you guys just started rehearsals yeah. on this one. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So... As you can imagine, anytime you start a small business, which is ostensibly what we're doing right now, the amount of acceleration you need to start the car is incredibly high. Like the amount of spinning the wheels to just get the thing in motion. And once it's in motion, it's pretty, uh, in my experience, you can keep a thing in motion that's going, but to start a thing in motion is very hard. And Every bit of the process here has been truly creating something out of nothing. It's been, all right, so we have a group of actors that want to do a show, and we have a, we have a dream. <laughs> here we go. And so the, the challenges have been balancing all of what we want to do artistically with the practical nature of what we can afford to do and the administrative of how we actually get word out and find the venues and the just baseline community interest to see if this thing that we want to do will actually be latched on to. Because at the end of the day, theater is meant to be shared with its community, and so we were really particular about making sure that whatever we do is going to be not just for us to like get to enjoy the work as much as that's a big part, but also for the community to enjoy. So, so far the challenges have been less artistic because this is a show that I know super well. Uh, this is a show that the actors, the, the community of actors that are in it have also been involved in one way or the other, so they know super well. And it's a show that's a lot of two-person scenes. So uh, a lot of the scheduling conflicts and uh, balancing of just time is a little easier for this one in the room. It's all the outside of the room stuff that's just, as one can imagine, theater is a business, is meaning having to wear the producer hat and the director hat at different times, and sometimes one of those hats weighs a bit heavier. Absolutely. And the balancing act is a challenge. Yes. So we're working with a partner, uh, yeah. Beverly Stevenson, who we grew up doing theater with in the area. Um, and is fantastic, so she's on the team as well. Sarah Affilia will always um, have Sarah as a major head of it because it's her baby, and so OTG West, while me and Eric are kind of taking the mantle of on the West Coast, Sarah will always have her hands in that pot as well. And then for me, I don't really know what I am yet, but I'm definitely, me and Eric are just taking lots of odd jobs to make it happen right now. I'm doing all of the social media, which I'm very good at as a person, but I've never done for any sort of business. And so that's been a fun 
one challenge. Everything takes me like two hours. It's, to do. it's very interesting because I'm kind of dipping my toes in that too. I started a second podcast that I've been running the social media for, and evidently, like, just trying to sort out algorithms, trying to figure out how to actually reach an audience. Very difficult stuff. So yeah, I feel for you. There. I, I'm just making it up right now, but hopefully not too terribly. Fake it, um. didn't <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were actually really lucky. Uh, Brittany brought up Beverly Stevenson. This is somebody who, as high schoolers, gave us a lot of opportunities in the Temecula Inland Valley area to be able to be in work. And throughout the years in New York, when she had visited, she had been really good about finding us and kind of communing with us in New York City and talking to us, us about our experience. Us being the Atelier Theater group. That is correct. Yes. And so when we moved back, the first person that I thought to talk to about the work was Beverly. And we are incredibly fortunate that Beverly's lens for what she was looking to add to the Temecula Valley community was very similar to what the Ophelia Theater Group wanted to add, which was adult contemporary drama, comedy, and small-scale musical that would fit better into a black box than it would into the Old Town Temecula Community Theater, which is a 500-seat proscenium balcony theater. Mm -hmm. So really what Beverly was interested in, in terms of adding a new service to the community, was the thing that we had been doing in New York, which was running a black box for the type of smaller shows that demand to be seen and enrich the community, but which don't necessarily fill a big, full Broadway house. So that this doesn't happen without that communication between Beverly and I of us looking at each other and realizing, oh gosh, you want what... I want and so how do we do that together and mm -hmm. I won't forget that the first two shows that she brought up she's like the play that I want to do the most is art and the musical that I want to do the most is once and those <laughs> are my two dream shows and I oh amazing knew at that point that we had found a like the the missing piece of the puzzle for how Ophelia West could actually you know come to be a very viable partner you found exactly so what are you trying to accomplish with this brand new company what's the main goal you've got setting out Oh, with man. your first season coming yeah. out. Yeah, my soapbox. So, so, so I, I have a soapbox with which I am f testing the footing on the ground uh, based on a year away from the work about what theater means to me. Like, answer the big old <laughs> question of why do we do this? And Ophelia West is the, is the beginning of answering that question. Uh, the couple of major tenets of it is... It is going to be an ensemble repertory company. So I think that instead of doing a series of one-off productions, uh, this will become a, a company of actors and directors and designers that execute a full season of work together. I think that in an era where you can go on to Netflix and watch any movie at any time that you want, there's something really specific and wonderful about theater that the person who plays the fool in the afternoon can play the king at night, and at the end of all of it, you can go out drinking together and talk about each other's families and and get to know your community and your artist in communion. Mm -hmm. So uh, repertory, I think, is a big part of what I am excited about theater and what I want to see Ophelia West go to. We're not going to necessarily start right there because we have to build the groundwork to get there, but eventually we are going to be repertory. And then the second piece of the soapbox is that I really want to be able to do what I love with the people I love for people I love. Sure. So getting to know the community that we are finding ourselves in and know what the community wants to see out of a theater company and start to actually tailor works towards the, the, the desires of the Inland Empire 
and then have them see what the stories we want to tell and find our common ground um, in the arts. I think that sometimes community theater can get a bad rap because professional theater tries to like corner the market on good work. But I think that you can do good theater that is specifically for a community, for the betterment of your community in the same way that a hairdresser does good work for the betterment of their community or a grocery store does good work for the betterment of their community. I think a theater should be the beating heart of its community so that people can come together into a shared space and share stories and ideas for a world that's becoming increasingly impersonal with the way that we communicate with each other. So those are the two big tenets is, is ensemble repertory for the artists and then community engagement for our audience. I've really missed how obnoxiously prepared you are for all things. <laughs> I am so much of a theater nerd. I just I like that there was lots of ambient sounds to build up. There really there really was. Just the swelling of New York City the all around us at the moment. They were just so excited. Right. That cat kills me. Oh my gosh, what a sweetheart. Uh, let's turn back and talk a little bit more about Almost. Uh, the actors you've pulled for this production, AJ Pacheco, yourself, Brittany Moss, Brittany Moss writer, I apologize. That's true, but I'm doing Brittany Moss for acting. For acting, okay. Mm-hmm. Strike that from the record. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin Gerard and Michael Tubman. Uh, Caitlin was your AD for the original run, That's correct? Right. And AJ was part of the first run, mm-hmm. and then was Tubman involved? Tubman was not involved. He was not. So uh, why did you, only new energy. Why did you pull in these actors for yourself? I was going to say, one important thing, um, although this is not certainly not the only reason, but there was a practicality in the fact that we were going to be in the city for Alice, and so we could rehearse the show here and then bring it to California. So that's where the idea of the first production being so East Coast based came to be is that we were only going to have a tiny slot to rehearse it in and so we were going to be in New York and so it made sense to do an East Coast cast for this particular one. Right. In terms of since we were pulling such an East Coast contingent, uh, it was really also important to me to uh, utilize a lot of the West Coast Inland Empire faces and voices for this first production of OTG West. For people like Mike, Mike was a really vital part of the Temecula theater community uh, in high school and afterwards uh, as a young adult before moving to New York. The idea of getting to let the people that I have done this journey with have a, have a, a step back into the old community was important to me for this first one, kind of as a, like a reintroduction to the community. Like, hey community, remember these faces? We're back, and we're doing this thing now. Yeah, this is um, what we've been doing, and now we want to bring it back and, and do it here. Right, and as we move on with it, you know, best case scenario is is a bi-coastal theater company where projects utilize, West Coast projects utilize East Coast actors, and East Coast projects utilize West Coast actors in communion. And so for this first one, it was just about finding the first group of people to be a part of that communion. The goal moving forward will be this one goes well, and then the more shows that we're able to do, the more new faces that the West Coast can meet out of our East Coast family, because it's no understatement. Our East Coast family is huge Mm -hmm. and is spectacular. You really, especially after a year away, you don't meet people like this regularly. This is not like just like a flash in the pan, run of the mill group of people that do the work together. This is a family in every shape of the word. And getting to share this new venture with the family is going to be the most enjoyable thing as uh, artistic director um, moving forward. Also, just to note, Jen Wiener is the assistant director and stage manager for the production, which completes the group as being 
almost our entire wedding party. That's yes. very or just true. Yes. Minus Kevin, minus the siblings, minus yeah. Kevin and my sister. Um, yeah. So, 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 we, so this we got a, the wedding gang back together. It's a deeply personal project yeah. for you guys. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Uh, one last question. If we were to have this talk again a year from now, what do you hope to have accomplished? For me, I want a space that's ours. That's really important to me. For me, a theater that is my home is more my home than my home. <laughs> um, for a lack of a prettier way of saying it, because I'm not Eric Ryder. So I, I want a space, and there's a cup. We have a couple of ideas mulling around right now, and so I would hope by this time next year we're at least in the beginning of the build-up, if not already well underway in a space that is uniquely ours, that is OTG West, and in a similar way to the Affiliate Theater that we have out here. Sure. And for me, that's a really good question, Zach, and an answer is being formulated as I say words out of my mouth. It's fine, I can edit all this out. Please do. (laughs) I want it to happen, and I want it to work, and I want it to have the foundation to keep happening. Yeah, I think that another one of those things that I had to figure out the relationship with is to what level does the ambition of being in the arts dictate what type of work is done? Um, you know, do you do work that is is needing to be seen by the highest level and and has a specific stepping stone towards you know like the biggest stages in the world? For me, I have really come to the reality that. The greatest joy of my life, and this is a buzz phrase, but it is just the truth, is doing what I love with the people I love. And so as long as at this time next year we have tried some things and succeeded with some and surely failed with others and learned from our mistakes and grown it, and the foundation is laid for this to become a constant part of the rest of my life, that's going to be the dream. You know, we, we want to be able to have a theater that we can be at the center of our lives have our kids running around exactly we, we want we want a place <laughs> oh god yeah we want a place that like we basically raise our family in and within we are starting to build towards the beginning of that and the most important first step this time next year will be that it is just still happening that we're still doing it and that we're continuing to bring in new energies uh, into the family and continuing to find ways to let the family come and play with it well, I hope that's where we're at a year from now then, too. <laughs> Me too. It's so good to have you guys back in New York. It's yeah. been lovely to sit down and chat with you. It has been. Best of luck with Almost. Almost Main Runs, June 22nd through July 1st. Yeah. Um, where is it again? Give that to me one yeah, more time. Yeah, that's the Norris Performing Arts Center's Black Box Theater in Temecula. Amazing. If you're out that way, go check it out. So another thing to plug is uh, we're going to do our first OTG West Summer Camp starting on Monday, June 18th. Uh, We're doing it outdoors. It's an outdoor devised theater camp where basically we're going to take a trunk full of props and costumes and a a bunch of imaginations and tell some classic stories through a a combination of improvisation and music and storytelling techniques that we're going to impart upon the community. So, And we'll be doing that alongside with our almost main cast and crew. We'll all be doing it together. So you'll get to come and play and learn from the same people that will be putting on the production of Almost Night. And all of those things are, uh, more information is on otgwest.org mm-hmm. is the new website that's up and running and our Facebook page. So there's information floating around the interwebs for it. That's such an amicable effort. I We're wish excited. you guys nothing but the best. Thank that's you. Sick. And hopefully 
you know, maybe you'll find a little bit of a chance for your boy Zach Rich to come out. You know, oh, Zach. We want our boy Zach Rich. <laughs> the ideas happen. that are floating around. Oh boy. Just, just you wait. I can't wait. After the mic turns off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we have more Ophelia talks coming in the fall. All the information you need on the East Coast version of Ophelia Theater Group is at ophelia.theater.org. If you want to hear a little bit more of my voice, like I said before, I'm doing a podcast with your brother, Eric, Kevin Ryder, and my friend Andrew Orsi. It's called Good Game, Great Game. It is a video game book club for people that hate paper cuts but love button mashing. You can find out more about that on our Facebook page. We are available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. For Eric Ross and Brittany Moss, enjoy the rest of your summer. Eric Moss? What did I say? Eric Moss. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Yes. yes! I've You're made that mistake. We've decided. I right. I'm so bad at sign-offs. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I get You're not, scared. Like paper cuts and butt, like, I was, my blown. Yeah. My I was blown. doing great. Yeah, that's a great oh, tagline. Enjoy your summer. I'm with some bozos. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>